ArenaNet fires two employees for their interactions with community members. And we're going to be talking about the future of the ICT podcast and where we're going to take it. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Insert Coin Theater podcast. My name is Tim. Let's get on with the show. First of all, I'd like to draw attention to why my voice sounds a little huskier than normal. Last weekend, I went to Guardian Con in Tampa, and it was pretty amazing. I got to meet some fellow Mixer streamers and some new faces and and make some pretty cool connections with some companies. And I kind of sort of strained my vocal cords, (laughs) kind of sort of. I absolutely did. Totally blew out my voice. Totally had no voice for about three days and I didn't want to really strain my my vocal cords any further by doing a podcast on top of my live streams so there was no podcast last week and I apologize for that but we're back at it I'd also like to welcome any new listeners to the podcast I want you to know that the goal for this podcast is to provide you guys with facts and details around a situation in the most non-biased fashion that I can ultimately I'd like to craft the show so you can form your own opinions and kind of come to your own conclusions based on the facts given. After I present those facts and information, I'll give you my opinions and point of view, and maybe you'll like my perspective, maybe you won't, who knows. But at least I can work through why I feel the way that I feel. And I I will tell you that even during the basics of researching, especially the topics today, helped me really kind of change my point of view on this issue, the arena net firings of Jessica Price uh, and the whole the whole dust up of uh, the with the community member. A lot of the issues that we discuss on the ICT podcast have facts everywhere. And they can be very, very hard to track down and very hard to keep track of. So you only hear half the story sometimes. Sometimes you hear uh, misinformation given and things like that. And that's that's kind of what I want to avoid and debunk. Consider it kind of like Snopes, but not as professional. (laughs) So I'd like to give you guys a little bit of a response before we move into the main topic at hand from last week that I got from terrorize 25 on twitter and in the ict community thank you very much tara she shared her own struggle with sexism and gaming and streaming so if you guys are curious please uh have a listen to the last episode where we talk about sexism and gaming because it'll help contextualize this tweet these this these that the series of tweets a little more sorry so here we go quote It is heartbreaking for me that people hop into my chat and immediately start tearing me down for being a female. Oftentimes, they will harass me and say that I'm fat, old, ugly, etc. I was extremely discouraged when I first started streaming to the point that I've stopped streaming Minecraft or any other popular game because of all the toxicity I was getting for playing it. Unfortunately, this hatred we receive doesn't just happen in gaming. 
I've experienced it at work and in my public and in public my whole life. This isn't something that is going to be an easy fix. Society sucks and is difficult to change, though there are things we can do to help. A good fix would be for women standing up for each other more instead of keeping our heads down and accepting it. I've been reading a book called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, and she has a good perspective about things we can do to fix the predicament we're in. Her books talk about the psychology behind sexism in the workplace, primarily, but it is easily applicable to other areas, such as gaming. End quote. It's fantastic to have a perspective on this, and honestly, I'm sorry you have to deal with that, Tara. It really sucks, and I know many women have to deal with the same issues in not just gaming, but in the workplace and in just public situations in general. As a white guy, I can't say I've ever really been on the receiving end of any of that sort of toxicity. So I really do appreciate giving being given insight to those experiences from people who are in the trenches and have to deal with it. So thank you very much, Tara. I really, truly appreciate your perspective. And again, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. But hopefully that if we all just kind of keep it in mind, we can cut the toxicity down and bring positivity in and help really break down the barriers that cause these issues. With that said, let's take a plunge into the icy lake of arena nets dismissal of writer Jessica Price. So the stage is set as such. Jessica Price, who is at Delafina777 on Twitter, who is a member of the ArenaNet narrative team working on Guild Wars 2, made a long thread of about 25 posts on Twitter about the writing process. She wrote about the differences between writing for a narrative-driven game and writing for a MMO player character. At the end of the thread, a prominent Guild Wars 2 YouTuber, Derwa, who is at Derwa Gaming, on Twitter, posted a response that disagreed to an extent and went on to explain his point of view, his response leading with the phrase, allow me to disagree. Price proceeded to call out Derwa with a retweet and response, quote, today in being a female game dev, allow me, a person who does not work with you, explain to you how to do your job, end quote. A later tweet she posted read, quote, the next rando asshat who attempts to explain the concept of branching dialogue to me is getting insta-blocked, end quote. From this point on, the Guild Wars 2 subreddit exploded with a lot of frustration that a fan and prominent voice of the community had been admonished in such a public way by an ArenaNet employee. A lot of calls for her dismissal or for boycotts of the game were made in a variety of threads there. At this point, ArenaNet caught wind of this and summarily dismissed Price. According to a Polygon interview with Price, she said, quote, I was given no opportunity to argue my case. My manager was on vacation. He, the president of ArenaNet, Mike O'Brien, spent some time insisting that developers must be friends with the company's customers and that it was unacceptable to say that we aren't, even when we're not on the clock. He told me I'd look back and regret this because we were doing a we were doing great work and I'd ruined it. End quote. And this this harkens back to she had said that she was not arena net support and she had uh, no interest in being friendly and that she wasn't on the clock at the time. So she made it very clear that she was not representing arena net at the time of her tweets. Price reported that she had not had any prior issues regarding her Twitter and her um, uh, with her employers in the past 
and says that she was encouraged to be outspoken and fearless when it came to dealing with what they view as harmful or ugly behaviors and that punishment wouldn't be levied if they did defend themselves. Alongside Price, a fellow employee of ArenaNet, Peter Fries, had been let go as well as he had stepped in to try to bring some sanity to a situation that appeared to be spiraling out of control. He defended Price in most of the responses. To his credit, Derwa did attempt to retract his comments, stating in a reply to Price's retweet, quote, so much for an open discussion, I guess. I meant no disrespect at all. Never did. Never will. Neither did I imply I knew better, nor has this anything to do with gender. Never did. Never will. I will retract my comment because obviously I'm in the wrong forum for this kind of talk, end quote. Many people jumped to the defense of Derois, attacking Jessica Price and flooding her account with a campaign of negativity overwhelming her mentions. She ultimately ended up handing her Twitter account over to a security team to help her avoid negativity and bot attacks. Add to that some less than savory... Okay, let's call them what they are. Add to that some disgusting characters... Uh, taking to Reddit to announce triumph that Price and Fries had been fired. The Reddit user stated, and this is verbatim, so bear with me here because this actually pains me to read. Quote, even better, we can probably fire anyone on the GW2 dev team as long as we make a big enough stink. Nobody at ArenaNet is safe from the hand of Reddit. We're literally running the company now. They're in fear of the very users they seek to consort with. And if the devs stop communicating, we'll just go with their PR person and cut them down. We actually play the game more than they'll ever be able to. So as a community, we probably know how to do their jobs better. We just don't have the mechanical skills they do. The moment a dev steps out of line or try to talk back to a player, guess what? They'll know we got their hands on their throat and we can squeeze anytime we like. Talk shit, stop smiling or do a bad job, lose your job. That's how it works at my dad's restaurant. A job isn't a right. It's an offer, and it can be rescinded at the drop of a hat, end quote. Spoken like a true representative of so much of what's wrong with gaming today. From there, messages were sent to multiple game, uh, game dev companies requesting the firing or reprimanding of various women in the field due to their Twitter posts or stances on certain political or social subjects. And honestly, it has gotten even worse than that. It's fired up the old uh, Gamergate lags who were pushing large amounts of harassment in the direction of many prominent female uh, game journalists and game developers during that whole controversy as well. And they have uh, started bringing out the bots and bringing out the negativity and toxicity again. And it's it's honestly mind boggling, but. Uh, I was kind of hoping that it would remain dead, but like a zombie, it has clawed its way to the surface and is harassing us mentally now again. Ugh. Well, from where I'm sitting, none of the parties involved, Price, Derwa, or ArenaNet, came out of this looking great. Price seemed to have overreacted to Derwa's post, but perhaps it's justifiable. In a world where so many people feel they can do the jobs of developers, maybe Price had hit her limit of those condescending to her about how writing should be done when she wasn't soliciting advice. Derwa's initial post, at least from my point of view, came across as total condescension. His initial allow me to disagree response, followed by a lengthy reply outlining he, a YouTuber and non-professional in the field, would execute the writing in a massive MMORPG like Guild Wars 2, 
can be pretty unwelcome by a professional writer. He did retract his statements, though, so at least he recognized, maybe to some extent, how what he said came across. His apology was flimsy to me because, well, a well actually or allow me to disagree is very rarely uh, something that you do on accident or try to open a reasonable discussion with. But I guess some apology is better than none, huh? Finally, ArenaNet came out looking the worst of the three in my view. Dumping price and fries at the drop of a hat without any attempt at reconciliation shows a lack of respect and empathy for their employees. It also displays that they don't stand by their word if Price's interview with Polygon's any indicator. Alongside this, the notion that, quote, developers must be friends with the company's customers and that it is unacceptable to say that we aren't even when we're not on the clock, end quote, is absurd. Customers are important and should be a huge priority, but... You can't please everyone. And to put the expectation that your employees tolerate negativity in their direction and their personal lives is overreaching. Employees should be allowed to defend themselves within reason and to employ employ imply that doing so is unacceptable extends into the realm of dictating how employees should live their personal lives. But interwoven into all this, most importantly, The gaming community, and specifically the Guild Wars 2 community, came out of this looking pretty terribly. I see it as another example of gamer entitlement to call for someone to be fired for reacting negatively to a content creator and admonishing them in a not really that disrespectful way. There was no name calling aimed at Derois, only a slightly overblown reaction that likely could have been handled in DMs or through proper PR channels. The backlash and celebration of a member of the game's team being fired when this is a spat between two people is pretty disappointing, to say the least. I know I, for one, will be avoiding Guild Wars 2 and any ArenaNet titles I can for the foreseeable future. Rather than taking the charge to bring attention to harassment, perceived harassment, and the proper way for both uh, the community and the developers to communicate with each other, ArenaNet has set the precedent that their community are the ones in charge and that any decisions need to be made by mob rule rather than well-thought-out decision-making by the company itself. I guess at least a little bit of silver lining could be drawn from all this nastiness. Anna McGill at Cynixie on Twitter, who is the narrative lead at Remedy Games, wrote, quote, Awful as the ANET situation was, some good came of it. I was happy to see Remedy's community manager come talk to the writing team today about social media. We're all working together to craft clear policies and a harassment response plan so everyone knows where lines are drawn, end quote. It's a definite plus to see companies working to find out how to curb these sort of situations where harassment, perceived or otherwise, can be handled in a way that's representative of the company culture and avoids the uncomfortable situation we saw with ArenaNet. My hope is is that we as a whole can learn and move forward from this. Companies need to stand by their word to their employees just as stringently, if not more so, as they do by their word to their customers. Developers need to be very careful to work within the social media constraints placed by their companies. Finally, we as the gaming public need to be more aware of our role. We can have opinions, sure, but when it comes to experts, let's not try to explain to them how their job works or how they should do it. Let's not assume we hold their livelihood in our hands, and let's not take it lightly when that livelihood is stripped from a member of the industry. We're the customers, sure, and we're the lifeblood of these companies, but employees make what we love happen, and without them, there are no games at all. 
the phrase, quote unquote, stay in your lane applies fairly well here. Inject constructive criticism, criticism and feedback in the appropriate forums. I'm having trouble with words today. <laughs> Giving your opinion unsolicited to a professional who just completed a very long thread explaining why it's difficult when you're not in the industry nor a writer is completely unnecessary and frankly uncalled for. We're going to go ahead and take a short break before we get into discussing the future of the show. Normally, I would have a sponsor in the middle here, but uh, I don't have any sponsors just yet. So you'll get to hear me talking about what you can do to sponsor the show. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Hey there, my name is Tim, the host of the Insert Coin Theater podcast. Did you know that by sponsoring the ICT podcast, your product will be advertised to dozens and potentially hundreds of listeners? More yet, your product could be broadcast live to hundreds of viewers four nights a week during my live streams. Here's your chance to get in at the ground level with a new and exciting show. Reach out to me at insertcointheater at gmail.com and let's talk about how we can bring your product to hundreds or even thousands of potential new customers. Once again, reach out to me at insertcointheater at gmail.com. For the latter half of this episode, I mainly wanted to bounce some of my ideas to you so you can know better what to expect on the ICT podcast in the future. Aside from deep dive topics such as toxicity, sexism, and news items like this episode, and the first episode about the World Health Organization's gaming disorder, I'd like to also fold in occasional informational episodes about specific key figures in gaming, whether it be a prominent person or company or even game series. These will be spread out throughout the podcast episodes, likely when my topics are limited or I feel there isn't a specific topic I feel I can devote half or whole of an episode to. This is going to be the manifestation of a specific podcast idea I had in mind a long time ago called The History of Games, which I started writing but never had the time to really implement or finish. Rather than starting an entirely new podcast this early into the ICT podcast's new life, I figure I can start by sprinkling in pieces of the history of games episodes throughout the ICT podcast's normal runs. If they do pick up and it lends itself to a re-recording and release as a separate podcast in the future, I can do that. And ultimately, there's nothing limiting that. And you guys will just have a bit of a preview of what I'm planning on releasing on that podcast. I was thinking about breaking these history of games podcasts into smaller chunks and delivering them as a sort of palate cleanser for regular ICT podcast topics. And I think that maybe it'll be a welcome shift on occasion. I'd also like to sprinkle in occasional best of episodes where I run through a list of my favorite pieces of gaming, whether it be soundtracks, individual music tracks, game genres, etc. And I think that it would be I think it'd be fun to go through my own personal favorites and why ultimately I'm also always looking for new ideas. So if you have any suggestions, recommendations or thoughts on what you'd like to hear about on the ICD podcast history of games or best of episodes, please don't hesitate to let me know. I may not use the idea. I may not find that I have the knowledge or concern enough to dig in, but all ideas can help spend new ideas into existence. So I welcome any suggestions that you might, have or can deliver to me every aspect of this show is intended to be powered mainly by you the amazing listeners of this production the ict podcast is written and produced by me tim hosey insert coin theater is more than just a podcast it's also live streams four days a week at mixer.com slash insert coin theater 
But above that, it's also a vibrant and inclusive community on Discord at discord.gg ICT. If you'd like to support my efforts monetarily and help this become a full-time gig, please consider pledging on the new Insert Coin Theater Patreon at patreon.com ICT. If you wish to connect with me, please visit me on Twitter at twitter.com slash insertcointim, on Facebook at fb.com slash insertcointheater, or on Instagram at instagram.com slash insertcointheater. My DMs on Discord are always open, and you can reach me there by DMing insertcointheater, hashtag 6969. The music you heard during the break is by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. The ICT podcast intro and the outro song you're hearing now is created by the supremely talented Ben Burns, also known as Abstraction. You can check out his music at abstractionmusic.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.